0: Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today is Thursday, June 1st, 2023. Okay, it's 11.16 in the morning Eastern Time. Markets are relatively flat. We've got the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 0.26%, S&P 500 up 0.60%, and the NASDAQ Composite up 0.76%. Yeah, market's getting some mixed news, had some negative news as far as the recent labor reports. Talk about that in a second. But on a positive note, it does look like Congress has worked a deal out to raise the debt ceiling and avoid government default. Government looks like it has enough money to keep paying its bills until June 5th. Uh, That'll be next Monday. However, it does look like uh, the debt ceiling is going to be raised. Uh, It's already passed through the House of Representatives. The Senate is looking to work on it as early as today or at least pass it over the next couple of days. Uh, you know, I talked about this on previous sessions, you know, this the government has a self-imposed deadline, how much money it can borrow, begins to reach that limit, the media talks all about government's going to default on its debt, just all kinds of things, and then it gets worked out. As I've said on previous sessions, both sides make very strong statements, partly for their electorate towards the next election. And then they ultimately work a deal out. So it looks like that's what's happened. The debt ceiling would be raised for two years until 2025. Both parties seem to want that. It gets them through the next election. OK, we got that. Uh, yeah, as far as the labor report, basically, we have a report showing that uh, we have a lot stronger a uh, job labor market than the markets anticipated. So why would that be a negative? Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Basically, the labor report that came out yesterday, it was for the month of uh, April, uh, it was expected that the number of open jobs here in the United States would be 9.75 million, came in at 10.1 million. So 10.1 open, uh, unfilled jobs here in the United States right now, that, that is near the record. The record was hit a few months ago at a little over 11 million. Anyway, it says for every one person looking for a job, there's 1.77 jobs. So that's a positive, obviously, for people you know looking for jobs and stuff. So why would the market look at that as a negative? Well, the fear is that with a stronger than expected labor market, the Federal Reserve may continue to raise interest rates, try to slow the economy down. As I've talked about in the past, for many companies, a labor is their biggest is its biggest expense. When we have a labor shortage, companies have to raise wages to attract workers, and then companies pass the uh, higher cost on and. Form of higher prices, it's inflation. So that's what's been happening. Uh, we've also seen, though, kind of paradoxically, the uh, strong labor market has led to increased layoffs, also. Uh, seems to be what's happened is companies, when they have to raise wages to attract new workers, they, they then come up with ways to come, uh, get by with less workers. Uh, everything from automation to just increased uh, effective processes, whatever it might be. So we have that out there also. Okay, on another news, I had a surprise today. Um, uh, Meta, also known as Facebook, uh, uh, on a surprise to the market, uh, released, officially released the uh, information on its next virtual reality headset, the MetaQuest 3. Uh, That was widely expected to be coming, uh, but the announcement wasn't expected until probably September. Uh, So they did officially announce it today. Mark Zuckerberg has announced the next uh, generation virtual reality headset, the MetaQuest 3. Seems that they're obviously trying to get a jump on Apple that is widely expected to release its virtual reality headset next Monday. Uh, Yeah, the Apple one, um, there's been some talk that it's going to cost $3,000. Now, obviously, if it came out at that price, it's not going to be marketed towards just the everyday consumer. But that's a rumor. It may or may not be happening. There's a possibility they may come out with multiple headsets at different prices. I remember when the iPad was coming years ago, widely rumored, as I talked about the other day, we were hearing all kinds of prices on that. $1,000, 1500 2000 $3,000 came out of $499, which is actually what uh, Facebook Meta announced their headset would start at, $499. They did announce it'll be coming into fall. My um, guess is October, for anybody that's interested. Uh, they've got a big developer conference at the end of September. I think it's like uh, last week of September. And that's where they're expected to announce more details. And if they go by how they did it with the Quest 2, it probably would be available just a short time after. So as far as when Apple's might be available, I've heard a couple of months from now, possibly. But we'll see. We'll see. So anyway, so... Meta has made attempt to jump the gun on Apple. All right, so we got that news out there also. Okay, uh, today, uh, I've got a few other things. And then today, continuing on with bonds, especially treasuries, I'm going to talk about an old investing method that's been out of fashion now for quite a number of years. How you could possibly invest in the stock market, or really anything, cryptocurrencies or anything, and have a U.S. government guaranteed that you can't lose money. Sounds too good to be true. It actually is, is possible. Um, but like anything, there's pluses and minuses to it. It involves what are called zero-coupon bonds. So, talk about that here in just a few minutes. All right, we got a few other things, though, going on today. I uh, saw a lot of press on Amazon workers doing a walkout. I guess that happened yesterday. I guess it was saying Amazon workers, you know, a lot of them, I'm talking about the corporate workers, not the ones in the warehouses and stuff. I guess they were working completely from home at, during the COVID shutdown, as many people were. And then Amazon told them they had to start coming in three days a week. So a lot of them rebelled on that. Uh, and there's also been a lot of layoffs uh, on the corporate side on Amazon. And they also have some questions about Amazon's environmental records. So... Anyway, uh, the press was making it like sound like every one of their um, non-warehouse employees, we'll say, or non-delivery drivers, were gonna walk out on the job. Um, and so it does turn out 2,000 of them did walk out yesterday at about 3 o'clock Eastern time, about 2,000, but I did check the number. That's out of 350,000 that they actually have, so it was actually a relatively small number. Uh, and so uh, Amazon has about 1.5 million workers uh, worldwide. But as far as you know, corporate logistics area, um, not 300, 2,000 out of 350,000 walked out. So it was only a small percentage of the company, but it did get a lot of press, which I'm sure was their intent. So we had that happen yesterday. Okay, a few other things here, and then we'll talk about that somewhat magical invest in the market with a government guarantee. You can't lose money. All right. So we have a few other uh, stocks moving today. Uh, Macy's has taken a pretty big hit. Uh, yeah, what Macy's, ha- uh, they released their earnings, the numbers came in under expectations and they did issue some cautions um, going forward as far as sales and profits, saying consumers are simply slowing down on their buying. That's partly the inflation. Um, people are having to spend money other places, less money on, at Macy's and also uh, you know, you've had layoffs and so forth in some sectors, and so uh, that's been a factor also. So Macy's, their stock trading symbol is just M for Macy's. Uh, let's see. Actually, it's not doing too badly right now. The stock was down a lot earlier, more earlier, but uh, right now $13.56 a share. So uh, it was down to 12 dollars earlier. It's only down 0.26%. So. Not not too bad there, as um, much uh, as bad as it could have been. So, we had that news. Uh, also, uh, Nordstrom. Nordstrom. Uh, they, they were up around five percent earlier. They actually came in better than expectations. Uh, right now, they are at. Uh, their JWN is their symbol. Uh, uh, Joseph William Nancy, uh, or JW Nordstrom. Uh, they're actually up now about 4%, $15.88. So uh, they, they go after a, more, a little more high-end market that's not as in fact affected by inflation as some retailers. So we had that news also. Uh, and let's see, what else did we have today? I think we had a couple others, and I'll talk about those zero-coupon bonds. Uh, also in the news today, we had... Uh, oh, yeah, that's the one I want to talk about, Chewy. Uh, they, they make the pet products, uh And their symbol is uh, C-H-W-Y for Chewy, Charlie, Henry, William, Yellow. That stock is up 24% right now, uh, much better than expected earnings. So that might be one to take a look at. I guess people are buying a lot of pet products. And so uh, they're at $36.47 a share, so up almost 24% today. So we had that news also. Okay, so let's talk about these zero-coupon bonds. I'll just start out with the general stuff today, talk a little more about a de- little detail next time. All right, here's the concept of how they work. Okay, so like I've talked about in the past, what, what, in past sessions, what, what a bond is is a loan to a government or corporation. So today let's just talk about treasuries for a second since that's what I've been talking about. Usually if you make a loan to the United States Treasury, say for $1,000, uh, you get a two promises. You get a promise of when you'll get your money back, and you get also how much interest you would get. Now, as I mentioned on previous sessions, the interest is called they're called coupons uh, in the bond world because back in the old days, bonds when they were physical paper certificates, they had interest coupons that were attached to them. On the designated date, you clipped it off, took it to a bank, they gave you a gold coin or whatever they would give you for the interest. All right. So what a zero-coupon bond is, is it pays no interest at all, zero, Zero zero-coupon, zero-interest. So why would you buy that? Well, here's how they work. Basically you buy it at a lower price, and then you get more money back when it matures. So uh, I'm going to use an example today of a 20-year Treasury zero-coupon bond. Now, one thing to know about this, and again, I'm just talking about the general stuff today. They have a technical name. They're called STRIPS, Treasury STRIPS. They've had all these different names over the years. Um, but today they're called um, Treasury STRIPS. And what STRIPS actually stands for is um, what, it, what it actually stands for. I have to take a look. Separate trading, I'm trying to remember it now. Separate trading of registered interest and principal of securities. I, I'm actually proud that I memorized that like years ago. Separate trading of registered interest and principal of securities. Probably could have used a marketing, or branding person to come up with something better than that. But anyway, strips, S-T-R-I-P-S. All right, so here's, here's the basically, I'll give you a basic idea how it would work. I did look up what it would cost to buy a 20 year zero coupon bond from the Treasury that matures at $1,000 in 20 years. Uh, Right now, it costs $465. That that was the current price I just checked. All right. So, the way it would work, you simply buy it for $465, and in 20 years, you get $1,000 back. I mean, that's basically how it works. Now, so here's how this conceivably could work to have a government guarantee you wouldn't lose money. Okay, so let's say you have $1,000 that you're looking to invest of your money, okay? So what you do is you take $465 of that and you buy a treasury zero coupon bond. So let's say you want to invest for 20 years for retirement or something, whatever. All right, so you know now you're going to get your $1,000 back. That's guaranteed from the U.S. treasury, okay? you then take the other $535 and you put it in a stock market or cryptocurrencies or whatever you want to invest in. So, you know, hopefully what would happen then, is, uh, that $535, say you put it in a Standard & Poor's 500 Index Mutual Fund. I've talked about those on previous sessions. I'll talk about that in more detail. It's a really good way to invest. You're basically investing in a broad a collection of stocks in the overall stock market. Okay, so you, you take the $535 and then what you do is you invest it in, the, you know, S&P 500 index mutual fund. So hopefully over the years that thing would grow, so at the end of 20 years you'd have the value of whatever that grew to grow to, plus you have your $1,000 back, see? But in a worst case scenario, let's say every stock on the market went to zero. Okay, well you would do no worse than break even because you get your $1,000 back, see? Or you invest in, let's we'll say, cryptocurrencies, which I'll talk more about in future sessions. Anybody interested, I did cover cryptocurrencies on my session, if I remember, August 3rd, 2021, I believe. It was early August, you can look it up from the previous sessions, but I'll get back to them. All right, anyway. So you invest $535 in cryptocurrencies. Um, let's say you triple your money over 20 years, just as an example, or just round off to $1,500. Okay, you get your $1,500 plus the 1,000 back from the zero-coupon bond. Now it's $2,500, see? But let's say for whatever reason, cryptocurrencies go out of fashion, you lose all your money in it, you still break even. So anyway, so that, that sounds like, oh, that's great. That's a really good way to do it. I um, Like anything, though, there's advantages and disadvantages to doing this. It's it's not a perfect investment, as I've said in previous sessions, nothing is, uh, or everybody would just do it. So on the next session, I will talk more about advantages and disadvantages of using this strategy. Just quickly, so you know some disadvantages of, of zero coupon bonds. It ha- basically, even though you're paying four hundred sixty-five dollars, it matures at a thousand. You're not actually being paid interest each year, but it, you're taxed as if you are phantom interest, uh, as it's called. And so you would be having to pay tax uh, on interest. You don't pay the tax all at the end, the $535 gain. You actually pay it for each year over the 20 years of implied interest. But if you got that in a retirement account where you're not having to report the interest as it accumulates each year, then that would be fine. Uh, But you gotta be careful with that, uh, the implied interest. Uh, Another thing about zero-coupon bonds, if you have to sell them early, they can be very volatile. much more than most bonds, because they don't have the interest payments uh, coming due to stabilize them. So there's some other things to be careful of also. So if this is such a great strategy, why haven't we heard about it before? Well, I'll tell you why. We did it a lot in the 80s, when interest rates were really high, and it paid to do this. And then when interest rates went really low in the 90s and 2000s and so forth, They went out of fashion. Um, They just went out of fashion. And so most stockbrokers out there probably never even knew this strategy. It was one we used a lot though back in the day. But as interest rates are continuing to go up, um, it becomes now possibly a viable strategy again. Anyway, you can get zero coupon bonds though from corporations, municipals, municipalities, federal government, all kinds of stuff. So I just wanted to give you basics how it worked today. All right, so I think we'll wrap it up for today. I'll talk more about those uh, zero-coupon bonds next time. Again, Bill Thompson, T-Bill. Hope everyone's doing well. Talk to you again soon. See ya.